everybody, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. And this is the Movie Pals Podcast, podcast number 77. Today we're going to be going over what we've been watching. Uh, we're going to do our final topic of the week for the Did This Age Well segment that uh, Marco started. Uh, with Honey, I Shrunk My Kids, Nabil did the never-ending story. And today we're going to be reviewing the 1985 film Clue. And then we're going to end it all with a review of the new World War II film. That's an Apple TV Plus exclusive, Greyhound, starring Tom Hanks. So without further ado, guys, let's get into what we've been watching. Hey, what you watching? Alrighty then. Back to basics here. Nabil, what have you been watching, sir? Uh, you know, not much. There hasn't been a lot of television things to catch up on, so, you know. Just Whoa, dude, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking need you to put your <laughs> shirt back on. <laughs> Nabil, no, how kidding. hot is it there? <laughs> it's pretty hot. Pretty humid. I know Actually, it's, it's hot, hot out in California. It's, it's hot, but we got but the dry heat, man. Yeah, just kind of. Yeah. Just kind of. know that when you step outside and you start sweating, and it's not really because you're sweating from the heat. Well, I've been watching a few heat. things. Mm-hmm. Okay. What you I uh, started with. Might as well bring up the big thing that a lot of people was just talking about over the last week or so. Yeah. Hamilton came out uh, on Disney Plus. It's about the real life story of America, one of America's founding fathers, uh, Alexander Hamilton, former Secretary of the Treasury, uh, and that this film is a live capture of one of the Broadway play. Uh, renditions from the original cast uh, i think it was filmed back in uh, 2016 uh, so it's uh, so the principal cast lin-manuel miranda plays anthony hamilton philippa so plays eliza hamilton uh, leslie oldham jr as aaron burr and uh renee goldsberry as angelica Schuyler. i've always wanted to see the play always tried to but it, the tickets were so crazy expensive four or five hundred six hundred dollars for like minimum cheap seats minimum um and being able to actually see it on disney plus is pretty pretty cool just to have them actually release it out for everybody to have an opportunity to watch and this did not disappoint i thought it was going to be a lot of hype and overblown i'd have to say you have to be a fan i guess of musicals uh but this made me real i'm not a big fan but I've, and i've seen a handful that I've, I've been okay with but this one is just i think it's the best one that i've seen and uh, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm looking forward to watching it live i'm gonna disagree there in a bill and say that i am not a fan of musicals and i fucking loved it so i mean even if you're not a huge fan i mean it, it depends but um you don't really have to be a fan of musicals to like it yeah i mean Sorry, the, the rap no you're absolutely right the rapping was great uh, the what they the way they tell the story from start to finish was amazing. The the production quality is really well done. This is Lin Manuel Miranda's second play that he did, coming off of the Heights, and he definitely got some really good funding to put in a good production over here. It was very creative on what he did, and you kind of feel for Hamilton. They do gloss over a few things from his history, but as far as the story is from A to B and and the the general. Uh, story that that is of his life was I, I thought was really well portrayed and what was very unique to me from seeing this was that they have a very diverse cast it isn't a bunch of caucasians a bunch of white people you know doing the doing the play and representing everybody you they can say have it, Bill. it's not whitewashed you can say it's it. not i mean well uh, it should be right in the time period yeah, really like, isn't <laughs> so it's not technically really supposed to be yeah i mean technically but i mean i think 
the the fact that it wasn't really historical historically accurate i mean the like you said it glossed over a lot of things all the founding fathers were slave owners let's not you know hold back i mean it's the, it's the truth it's just it what was it was wrong it was the time period but the whole point of the play is to show to represent like other people other cultures like can start revolutions as well too and the representation of that especially like in today's times and what it what it uh means to us and what's going on out there in the world but i i do agree there in a bill that like the fact that the whole cast was very diverse even though for that time period it was definitely supposed to be it's it's a huge and, and powerful and an impactful message that i think like resonates well with people yeah and it's it's just i think it's something that's very relatable to a lot of people. it talks about immigration and you know this was done during during the obama era where it's there was some immigration issues definitely during that time and even watching it now you can feel that it's related and relevant to what's going on in our country but just from you know politics aside just from a pure theatrical aesthetic i can say that i've never hummed musicals in my head you know songs from different musicals i'm listening to mm-hmm. i'm always thinking of the the tracks that are that were played and and re redoing in my head listening to the soundtrack a bit because just i do enjoy a lot of the uh the rapping and the way it's very just different i mean one of the the first songs of the play itself is just they they do like six or seven different types of raps uh, throughout throughout that opening song, and it's just crazy to to hear that by all these you know very very talented actors, and they're so, just talking about history through like yeah. rap, and the yeah, cadence the that they use in their voice, I think, is like pretty cool too. That it goes well with the music, yeah. And let's just let, let's just not forget that fucking David Diggs killed it, man. Yeah, he was Lafayette awesome. yeah. and um, Thomas Jefferson. He, I think, he was one of the biggest highlights of the show for sure. Yeah, Leslie Odom Jr. was great too. Just he's he's plays Aaron Burr, who is essentially the narrator of the story throughout the throughout the whole play, and the way they use him to tr- kind of drive the story and to show the similarities between the two different paths uh, of life and where they converge of, with Hamilton and Aaron Burr. I thought Leslie Odom Jr. did a really great job of playing that character and also just showing kind of his his uh, emotion throughout throughout each different stage presence you know his stage presence over there just the way he was rapping the way he was singing the way he would just be on stage and you could he he would definitely own that stage i think every time he was definitely for Mm -hmm. me a standout of of that uh play so again it's on disney plus i it sounds like uh, marco did enjoy it as much as i did and i I definitely recommend giving it a watch it's a good it's a good little family thing too to get a little bit of history and i think you'd be able to get the kids involved and uh enjoy just from even just a musical standpoint so what else have you been watching, Bill? I also watched uh, Django Unchained on Netflix. That's the uh, 2012 Quentin Tarantino film starring Jamie Foxx as Django, Christoph Waltz as Dr. King Schultz, Leonardo DiCaprio as Calvin Candy, and Kerry Washington as Brumhilda von Schaft. And it's about a, a freed slave who sets out to rescue his wife from a Mississippi plantation owner who, with the help of a German bounty hunter. And he kind of learns how to bounty hunt. It's and and find a way essentially to go rescue his wife i'm sure a lot of you guys have watched it i know you guys have all seen it um and it was fun to kind of rewatch it again it's Django? been a long time yeah. Django who's, who's Django? <laughs> uh, i've never heard of this movie sir are you talking about the star war he might be no, i'm just kidding what if what if he was the star war no i think watching this again 
I hadn't seen it since probably 2012, maybe 2013, uh, another second viewing of it. It is it is still just as good of a film as it was back then. Uh, I, I, it was just kind of watching it on a whim at a late night and started from finish. I just wanted to keep going and see where it ended and what happened next. The, uh, the film is, as always, bloody. It's Quentin Tarantino film. But the story wasn't thrill. It was thrilling. You wanted to see where Django was going, what he was going to do, what was Christoph Waltz's character, uh, Dr. Schultz's motivation, who definitely still stand out in that film. Uh, just the character and, and charming and enduring and doing what he needed to do to uh, get by and for what reason. So I think that Django Unchained is still such an excellent film about uh, the way it portrayed slavery at the time, the way it, it interlaced all the different dynamics of, you know, from like a plantation. It doesn't hold back. No, he, he's very all. upfront with it. I mean, to, even even just portraying Django as you know, a, a man who essentially is trading slaves as well near the end of the film, um, the way he was dealing with other African-Americans, the way he was trying to bounty hunt, the, just that whole story and the dynamic of the character was definitely not one-dimensional, and uh, it was just a very fun and entertaining film to rewatch, and you kind of feel that you could see the racism in, in the history of the country. You could see it was in a bit of a uh, historical-esque uh film film uh, dive but just to kind of relate that to what's going on in the world today it was just interesting to watch that and see the perspective of the past and how we've tried to portray that in film over the years and still uh find find heroes among all the all the mess and the chaos so uh yeah the Django Chains on Netflix again I think it's worth a worth a watch especially during this time and um just an excellent movie overall so I think everybody should should give that a watch. Unless you're a child under the age of 15, then maybe you shouldn't watch that because it's a bit yeah. bloody. <laughs> I would say language. Tarantino, uh, all his films are hold up pretty well. Yeah. Say. That one gets a lot of flack for the, the language use and, and stuff in there, but I think it's necessary to portray like just how ugly or how much uglier things yeah. were there and stuff. Yeah. But it's also cool to watch Jamie Foxx like, get revenge Definitely. on people and stuff and get justice. Especially near the end. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff, man. It's a, it's a good blend of stuff. I like it. What about you, Mr. James? What have you been watching, sir? I also watched Hamilton. I'm just kidding around. <laughs> um, uh, I can't wait to tell you guys when I finish that. I will give you my opinion on it. Oh, I was going to be like, I love musicals, but I guess I just don't like plays. Uh, I watched The Twilight Zone Season 2 on CBS All Access. Thank you, Mikey, for your login. This is uh, the second season of the reboot that uh, Jordan Peele is the uh, executive producer on, and he's also the narrator. Oh, cool. And I don't know, man. Have you guys seen this one? Bill, have you seen? I think you said you saw some of the season one, right? Or did you watch all of the season one? Uh, the Twilight Zone? I have not yeah. seen any of it, unfortunately. Oh, okay. I thought I you guys had seen either. some of it. Uh, so, season two kind of i would say season one i thought was hit or miss but that's kind of everything on these um anthology kind of shows if you know what i mean they're either some really good stories or some bad ones and i think it helps that all these episodes are anywhere from 40 to 30 minutes long now as opposed to first season had some that were close to like an hour which i don't think works too well for these yikes so it's one of those things where 
like for I don't want to ruin everything, but I'd say like it starts right off the bat with a story called Meet in the Middle, and it stars uh, Jimmy Simpson, who I really like Jimmy Simpson by the way. I feel like he needs to get way more famous, but uh, his story is really good. It has a good twist. It's a good start to the whole kind of whole. I guess I get like everything with the Twilight Zone, all the stories. There's only ten episodes. That's why, and I think they start strong here. Some of the standouts is another one called Downtime, where it stars uh, Marina Baccarin in that one, and that's the only one that's actually written by Jordan Peele, and I like that one quite a bit. About a hotel manager that finds out like everybody's go pauses and she has to find out what the hell is going on. And then there's some really weird ones. Like there's one called Eight. It's about a group of uh, scientists in Antarctica that are testing like octopi and all this shit. It's kind of creepy, and it's, but it's really weird. That sounds like and the then, stuff in nightmares. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of is pretty creepy. Oct- octopi scare me a little bit too. And then I really liked uh, the ninth episode called Try Try, which stars a uh, Topher Grace, and um, it's about a guy that is stuck in like a time loop. And I actually thought that one was really good. And then one of my favorite directors, Osgood Perkins, does the 10th episode, but I didn't like it. So what I'm getting at, basically, is because we live in a world where Black Mirror already came out, these just don't hit as hard anymore. So do you do you think that it's Damn. the episodes that you see, are they hitting at all? Like, is it because of Black Mirror? Because that one goes really deep. But does Twilight Zone still go as deep as that? Because let's face it, dark uh, dark mirrors all focused on technology, right? That's the yeah, whole point. For the most part, black mirror, sorry, as because it's you know the screen when you stare at it, right? So at least the Twilight Zone gets to dive into anything it really wants to do, including like you know alien conspiracies, so any kind of sci-fi thing. It could be, magic but it sounds like it doesn't shit, push so. the envelope hard enough, like Black Mirror does. It does for certain episodes. Like, don't get me wrong, CBS All Access, mm. so these are pretty much rated R. So you do get a different take on these. So it's not like it's a cleaned-up version of um, the Twilight Zone. And I, I yeah. know that Jordan Peele especially has like a lot of love for this series. So I'm, I will say that the episodes in this season have been a lot more consistent than they were in the first season. Um, because in the first season, I think I only liked maybe two or three of the episodes. So this one I liked probably half of them. And the other half were okay. I wouldn't say anything was, uh, one of them was terrible. There's one really terrible one. I think episode seven, um, six or seven. One of them has one of the Wayne brothers in it, by the way. And it's really good. Oh, really? That's that's another one. And that's one of the, the, one of the, it's where he's like in a town and he has a model and whatever he does, the town gets cleaned up because of it. And that's one of those classic Twilight Zone kind of stories where, it's not scary. It's just it's kind of creepy, like what's going Eerie. on. Yeah. yeah, that's it. And I think that works well for the series. I think they should focus more on that. And I don't know. I can't recommend it because I would just be like, just go watch Black, Black Mirror. Mirror. But then also Black Mirror <laughs> gave me nightmares every night I watched it. So, I mean, I don't know. Did you it tell really? me, right? <laughs> yeah, I tell you guys. Well, it's doing its job. I binge watched like three seasons in like two weeks, and I was like, that was a bad move, man. There, yeah, there was one season where I had like a bunch of weird dreams. I had weird after dreams every it. night, dude. I was like, "What the fuck, man!" And that's why I when the last season, season came out, I think it was one of them like that too. And then the, when the final, one, the last one came out, I was like hesitant on starting it, but I was like, "Let me just knock this shit out." But it, in a world where Black Mirror exists, it's hard to recommend it. I would say because makes sense. It's cool that it's one of the exclusive shows on CBS All Access. You know, outside of Star Trek, they don't have too much to offer, really. You know, don't shoot me if there's a show I'm missing, but 
Those are probably the big standouts, I'm assuming. Uh, the so. Star Trek stuff isn't that bad. No, no, that's what I mean. I'm just saying they don't have a lot of exclusives. So, like, yeah. hey, if you really want to dive into something new, this is it. This would be one of them. But, um, yeah, it's it's okay. It has good actors, though. They they tend to have a pretty big star in each episode. So, that, that kind of helps out. Just like the original had guest stars all the time. So Yeah. But, for the most part, I'd say, eh. If you really like it, check it out. If you, I mean, you know, if you it's really seems, nothing to watch. He doesn't seem overwhelmed. He doesn't seem underwhelmed. He's just well. I mean, I knocked it out, and it just came out like a week ago. So yeah. I watched ten episodes. So don't shoot me, sir. <laughs> and really, outside of that, I'm gonna save a little bit of time and just because uh, Marco's gonna go over something, and I'm gonna chime in during his uh, talk. So that's all I really want to talk about this time. Yes. I did watch a lot of movies, but I just don't feel like talking about them. So, what about you, Mark? I heard you watch some epic ass shit, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I saw like <laughs> probably one of the best movies in the last three years. It's a fucking must watch. I'm telling you right now, hands down, Movie Pals pot of approval right here. I saw 2017's Best Friends Volume One and Two, which is essentially like just one movie that's split into two, and it's a drama thriller. That's directed by Justin McGregor, and it I don't stars... want you to read this thing. I want you to tell no. me what it's about. I don't it's... want you to read shit on this. <laughs> I, I know. I want. I want to tell you who it stars. It only stars two it's, people. It stars. Wait. It stars. It? it stars the great, the only, Tommy Wiseau as Harvey Lewis, yep. and his buddy, and real life best friend Greg Sestero as John Cortina. It was also who written actually by Greg Sestero. wrote it. Yeah, he wrote it. Yeah. Too. Yeah, uh, randomly about with Marco. So. <laughs> randomly, it also stars uh, Kristen Steven Pino as Tracy Walton. Um, so this movie, where to begin? This movie is about a f- <laughs> basically a a a, a bum, right? A, a hobo yeah, played um, by Greg. That yeah, played by Greg, who's just wandering around, really weird, yeah. in a bloody shirt, and <laughs> for no reason, you don't know, you don't know why. You're just like, okay, you just you find you're out just going with though. it, right? You find out kind yeah. of, yeah. And he's he's a straggler basically, and he runs into Harvey, played by Tommy Wiseau, and Harvey happens to work in a morgue, yep. and randomly john just starts doing work for this guy right i don't even know if he's even being paid at the beginning i don't even really think he is he's just kind of like helping him out and then yeah. finally like he asks him for an actual paid job and harvey was like i don't know i don't know you um i don't know you yeah you, you seem like a nice guy <laughs> you want What's something up? from me uh, <laughs> it's and, uh, basically like a uh fucking the only reason you'd even remotely watch this is because it's been what 13 years 15 yeah. years 18 years i don't fucking know since the room came out Basically. so and it came off of the 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 hype of the reins of, of uh the disaster artist yeah, yeah so and then they announced it shortly after and it's like hey we're gonna do like something with you know and this is a story it's based on like a apparently they went on a road trip after they made the room and tommy thought greg was trying to kill him so and that's what this wow. is based on it's a yeah. ba- that's why it says blue. It says based on true events in the beginning. I saw that and I was like, "What the fuck? What true events? What what happened like, what here?" Happen? So yeah, basically, like they become 
an odd couple and some weird shit happens. There's a lot of paranoia. There's a lot of weird characters that come on. <laughs> John gets a girlfriend randomly by the name of Tracy, who's a bartender and some weird, I'm trying not to spoil it. Cause I mean, if you end up do watching this movie, it gets really fucking weird. I just want down say, the you can just hole. say like keywords and it's like a uh, black Dahlia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's, <laughs> There's a bit of a, you know, someone's trying to pull a con job on someone. Gold teeth. Yeah, there's gold teeth involved. Uh, there's talks, random talks about ninjas kidnapping a family. You never know if it's real ATM. or not, if it's a joke. Uh, yeah, there's a whole, like, subplot of, like, trying to open up an ATM. In addition to that, there's, like... A, a substory of John and his family, which never gets resolved, by the way. We never know what happened to this guy, if he ever really had a nope. family or not. You, you just sort of hear through dialogue that he's talking about it, but like they never come back to it. Uh, Tommy Wiesel's character, Harvey, disappears for a good hot minute because some shit happens. And then, miraculously, he comes back out of nowhere. <laughs> and it's the weirdest fucking way he comes back. He's like just yeah. completely different total different wardrobe and you're just sitting back watching like this movie and thinking what the fuck am i watching but you can't stop watching it marco's like is this art <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's i i will say look it's it's horrible the story sucks the dialogue is horrible tom Uso, even though he's slightly just a smidge better than he was in the room still can't act worth shit but it is so hilarious, and I mean, also, he's basically playing himself like all yeah, the time, right? Yeah, he, he basically ta- he right? talks just like that in real life, and so I think because I've seen interviews with yeah. him now, I I accept the way he acts. I'm just like, me all right, too. That's just, that's Why was him. I okay with it? I was like, I'm yeah, like, I like part one better because he's in it for most of it, and then part two, he's only in it for a little bit of the film, so it's like. And yeah. I was like, man, we're missing something. With I kind of like two, part, that part two was a little shorter too because I was a struggling with it for a little bit until he came, comes back. Yeah. Uh, Tracy, played by Kristen Stevenson Pino, um, yeah, she can't act. She's terrible. Shit. Yeah, she's terrible. Horrible. Just, just horrible. They had. I was gonna this, be like, hey, sweetie, this is not a porno. What are you doing? Uh, it, just, at, uh, <laughs> at times, it did feel like that. Kind of like, yeah. kind of like the room. But I mean, if you're into these kind of weird, quirky movies that kind of suck. If you're into the room in general and, and you're aware of who Tommy Wiseau is, then yeah, you know, give this a shot, check it out. It's definitely probably something that you could watch with like friends or family and just kind of poke fun of it and just have like a, a good time because it, it does try to take itself serious, but it's also self-aware of what it is, if that this makes is, sense. Yeah. And I mean, this is, I don't know. They try to be serious though, I think with this movie, so. Yeah, but you I would know, say this is one of those films where you know you have a couple drinks, you you get blazed out of your mind. You just watch the whole thing in one sitting, oh, and then yeah. you just laugh to yourself the whole time. It's one of those kind of movies where, truthfully, I thought it was all right, man, overall. But it's, Dude, it's I it's still for, enjoyed it. It's for yeah. a niche audience, though. It's not for everyone. It, it's it's definitely for if you enjoy Tommy Wiseau at all, and. God, we've randomly had encounters with this guy on Twitter, or I have at least. Shit, right? Yeah, he's actually bitching, yeah. fucking replied to you. Yeah, he has. He bitch, when I was bitching about the fucking delivery, he's like, yeah. "This is not Amazon." <laughs> I was like, "Should I frame this fucking tweet?" <laughs> Holy fuck, dude! And you, so, you know what? The movie randomly 
has some decent cinematography. I'm not Dude, gonna I was going to say, shots. there is some good cinematography. <laughs> and guess what? The soundtrack is done by one of the guys from Imagine Dragons. So the soundtrack is pretty fucking good, actually. Yeah, I was quite <laughs> impressed. I was like, am I blowing uh, your mind, Neville? Neville's like, I'm a little surprised by all this. I don't even know what to say, though. <laughs> we only watched this because my brother bought the Blu-ray and gave me the digital codes, and I was like, I'll check it out eventually. And that was yeah. three years ago, so. <laughs> yeah, I was intrigued by James's comments by, you guys got to watch the first 10 minutes. So I yeah, did. I told you. And if then you I watched couldn't the first, stop watching. If you watched the first 10, you know, you're like, what the hell? <laughs> Dude, I think Tommy showed up to the set and just wearing his clothes and like, we're just going to roll with that, I guess. Yeah. He's damn near I, wearing. He always he has that weird style. They make fun of the disaster artist where he's wearing like are, those disco boots, those black <laughs> disco. <boots. laughs> and he's wearing the fucking two pairs of pants. Like why do you wear the bigger size, bro? And he has a chain still. I look cool. That's why. And then a blazer randomly. I'm yeah, like, just oh, randomly. Okay. And a vest always, always a fucking vest. <laughs> bro, I gotta tell Marco one thing too. When he. <laughs> <laughs> what he, he's wearing <laughs> when he's wearing the, the fucking Greg mask and he pulls it <laughs> I was like this is the scariest thing I've ever seen <laughs> oh, apparently he <laughs> The character of Harvey makes these masks of people randomly, and he wears them Hannibal style. And it is the weirdest and most hilarious thing you'll probably see in this movie. I'm crying. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. But, He's like, yeah, like best Jackson. friends. <laughs> <laughs> Volume 1 and 2. You can rent it uh, on, on Vudu or probably any other streaming service. Check it out if you're into this type of stuff. James and I had a blast watching it separately. Yeah, it's 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 one of those films, just like The Room, like, you're going to remember this movie for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, dude, I randomly think of that fucking movie, and I'm like, I watched I've already, that. I've already thought about I, Yeah, same here. I was like, <laughs> man, that was a wild fucking two days, man. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, that's three hours of my life. I can't have back. Yeah, it comes out to like a three-hour-long movie, by the way. I was like, yeah. fuck. Yeah. I can't uh, watch seven and a half minutes of Hamilton, but I can watch three hours of Tommy so just talking <laughs> directly into the camera. Just put yourself in the same mindset, man. You'll probably get through it. Yeah. But uh, other than that, uh, I've also started the Amazon Prime video original, The Boys, season one, which came out in 2019, and they're getting ready for a second season coming out. Either end of this year or beginning of next year or some shit like that. I, I looked at the trailer because I heard it's I believe spoiler. September, right? Yeah, something like yeah. that. Um, it stars Carl Urban as Billy Butcher, Jack Quaid as Huey Campbell, Anthony Starr as Homelander, which is like a Superman-ish type character, uh, Aaron Moriarty as Starlight, and Elizabeth Shue, randomly, as Madeline Stilwell. The show is basically like a deconstruction of superheroes, and it's done differently than the way DC does it in where, like, it's like an amalgam of Marvel, DC, and The Incredibles randomly where superheroes are incorporated and they're used as company property. They're under contracts and they're used to sell products kind of like movies but in real life. Yeah. Uh, Nabil, you, you, I know you brought this up on a pod before, right? Yeah, I did. I've, I've seen the... Uh, um 
uh, show, it's it's based off of an actual comic book as well. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. I did not know that. Yeah. And and so superheroes, it, it, it's in a way, it's almost like, in, in spoiler warning for Captain America: Civil War, it's almost if they actually went through with the uh, accords that they were doing Civil War, and superheroes were actually like under contract but it's a warped version it's a more real life version because obviously a lot of corporations you know they try to uh get a one-up on people some are very corrupt and shit like that and these superheroes they act not necessarily evil but they're they're human at the end of the day they are people with extraordinary abilities but just like you know sometimes you don't feel like doing some shit at your job or sometimes you feel like mickey mousing it or sometimes you really wish you could just tell your job to fuck off and if you had this power and you were able to do so you would like you would just be like a fucking dick probably in the background and be like a poster boy on camera and that's kind of how it treats the superheroes i've only seen the first two episodes and I gotta say, the story so far is fucking great. It, the action is awesome. The characters themselves, they are compelling. They're 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 being fleshed out, and like the motives like make sense. It, it it also has like some really cool like acting as well too by some of these actors that I've never heard of. I've seen Jack Quaid on something, but I can't really put my finger on it. However, I will say that. Uh, one of the drawbacks from the actors is Erin Moriarty. I think she's still in these first two episodes trying to get, it's like she's trying to get used to the character of Starlight, but at some points it feels like she's just not comfortable with the character and her lines come off like really hammy or like she's really trying versus everyone else just comes off very fluid-like. And that I think changes that's the only as you watch. Right it, it, it changes. I figured as much. I'm like, yeah. she probably just had it issues. Like she learns how to act. Yeah, she learns. I mean, because you watch character. her scenes and then you watch Elizabeth Shue, a veteran, and Elizabeth yeah. Shue just fucking kills it. She's not really in the show that much, but when she is on, it's it's incredible. She really takes control of the scene, and it's great to kind of see her uh, come back and act again. Um, if you're into like the superhero genre and you want to look at a different version of it and see like a different type of deconstruction of superheroes, I, I guarantee you will probably enjoy the boys. It is super violent. Uh, so I will super violent. Yeah. Like, they don't the first back. five minutes. They tell you how violent they are. Yeah. And, uh, also, Thank you, you know, if you have little ones, yeah. <laughs> they use, uh, you know, they obviously use bad language. It's on Amazon prime video, so they don't hold back. Um, but I say it's, it's probably one of the best superhero shows that I've, uh, seen in a while thus far. And I'll keep you guys updated once I finish season one, but, um, that's all I've been watching. Just want to give a quick shout out also that I did watch and marathon all of daredevil season three. And that's thanks to the opinionated podcast, Darren on there kept talking about it and, Fuck, man, you convinced me. I, I watched it again, and it still fucking holds up. It's a great fucking TV show. That's I, not I'm the story not you told us before this pod started. <laughs> so, I mean, I did watch it right before I was going to bed, and I dozed off a couple times, but you know, I went back and watched it, and goddamn, very well written. But yeah, that's all I've been watching. Awesome. Okay, guys, let's get into our topic of the week. It's the topic of the week. All right, so this topic is going to be the fun finale, I guess, for the Did This Age Well that Marco brought up. 
We had some hits. We had some misses. We had some big misses, actually. But <laughs> shut up. <laughs> just to let you know, geez, one of the misses was fucking nuclear. I mean, it was I'm a still, good. It was a I'm still sick. It was a good pick. I'm still sickened by never. I never want to. Whatever. I'm sorry. I'm getting mad again. Just thinking about it. I forgot what we were talking about. James Fuck. just took off his headphones. Hold on, guys. I'm just sitting there like. Why do we watch what? that? Hold on. He just sent me a text. It says send help. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Blink twice if you're in danger. <laughs> all right, so this week, though, uh, was uh, mine because we had randomly drawn in the beginning of all this. So uh, the movie that I chose was 1985's Clue. Every person in this room has the perfect motive. Stand back! For murder. What do you mean? Murder. But only one of these suspects is the murderer. Is it the timid Mr. Green? Why are you screaming? Because I'm frightened! Oh, what? Screaming! Or the militant Colonel Mustard? Oh, if I was the killer, I would kill you next. Huh? I said F. F. Mrs. White, who helped her husband on his way. What's well, a matter of life after death? Now that he's dead, I have a life. Ah. Miss Scarlet. Ah who's helped many men along the way. Practice makes perfect. Huh. Professor Plum, who's looking for a way. I'm looking, I'm looking. Mrs. Peacock. I have absolutely no idea what we're doing here, but I am determined to enjoy myself. Or did the butler do it? No. 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 Paramount Pictures invites you to an evening of mystery. Murder. This is getting quite serious. And madness. In the movie that makes a scene of the crime. Clue. It's not just a game anymore. So, uh, the IMDb uh, synopsis of Clue is six guests are anonymously invited to a strange mansion for dinner, but after their host is killed, they must cooperate with the staff to identify the murderer as the bodies pile up. This is directed uh, directed by Jonathan Lynn, who directed 1992's My Cousin Vinny and The Whole Nine Yards in 2000. Uh, it's written by John Landis, uh, who wrote The Blue Brothers and also directed. He's also he's he's more well known for directing, by the way. He's he did like Animal House and all that. Yeah, those classic 80s comedies. And uh, Jonathan Jonathan yeah Jonathan Lynn did uh, the co-writing as well. This stars Tim Curry as Wadsworth. Eileen Brennan as Mrs. Peacock, Madeline Kahn as Mrs. White, Christopher Lloyd as Doc Brown, I mean, sorry, Professor Plum, <laughs> Michael McKean as Mr. Green, Martin Mole as Colonel Mustard, Leslie Ann Warren as Miss Scarlet, Colleen Camp as Yvette, and Lee Ving as Mr. Body. So I'm going to start first with my history on this film because i tell you guys the reason why we didn't ask you guys if you've ever seen it. But, uh, yeah, this obviously came out three years before I was even born, so I was negative three for this one. Um, so you didn't see it in theaters? No. <laughs> and okay. actually, most people didn't. It did not do well in theaters, by the way. I don't know if you guys read up on this one or not. It was it kind of tanked. But uh, throughout the years, because of the millions of fucking reruns they did on Comedy Central, it gained a bit of a cult following. So as a kid, though, my brother and I and my sister, we watched this movie a fucking lot. Strangely enough, never owned it though. Never owned this movie. So we used to. This was like our go-to. Baby. No, but it was. It was either like we would watch it because Comedy Central would play it, 
So we'd watch the you know the version where it's all you know cut up and shit, and then they don't show you everything. And then we we would rent it all the time from Hollywood Video, man. Like this was one of our go-to. Like if we couldn't find something to rent, we're like, fuck it, let's just watch Clue again. Like okay, I'm down. You know. So we would watch it, and this is a movie that uh, as a kid, I I don't know, I don't obviously you didn't pick up on all the the cues of the adult humor that they have in this one, but I liked it. I strangely enough, we never even played Clue as a kid, so I didn't even have a connection wow. to the fucking board game until much later in life when I was a teenager when I finally played it. I think for the first time. Because, come on, man, Clue is kind of complex for a five-year-old, bro. Gotta, like, okay. put that shit in the fucking envelope. And, like, who did it? I don't know. But it's coming from um, the man who's really good at puzzles. I mean, <laughs> now I am. You have to This learn, might be the man. reason why, guys. Because I watched <laughs> 1985's Clue, the movie, right. fucking 16 mm-hmm. times as a kid. I loved the fact that the movie just has a really all-star cast. And I think, as a kid, Tim Curry, man, was is so good in this movie. Yeah, that even as a kid, I was just like, man, he's so fucking funny, and I, I love. I'll talk about it more, but uh, that's that's what I'll I'll, I'll stay up it at that. Uh, what about you, Nubil? Uh, well, historically speaking, I don't have much of a history of it. I watched, I watched it once. I remember seeing it on HBO very specifically because it was a rainy night and it was this raining out good, over this there. This is a good rainy movie, by the way. Yeah. It was a it was a rainy night. It was like my brother and I alone, and we were watching it. And you know, you see the first murder. Well, I guess it would be the the second murder where there's a knife in the person's back. And as oh, a, yeah. I'm young, I'm like five six years old, <laughs> and it's raining. And you see this, and you freak out. You're like, ah! So like, Christ. <clears throat> so I remember seeing that, and that that's what really is my memory of it. And then as I got a little bit older, I had seen it again, and I saw the ending. And seeing it now. I will say that uh, going between that, it's it's. I feel like uh, that connection is kind of the same. It still made me feel. It, it is obviously an older film, so feeling that that whole sense that I had as a kid, I still kind of felt that. Now I was intrigued and also kind of scared. Didn't know what was going to happen next. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Marco? I have no history with this movie. Cool. And oh, comment. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, that's technically the no, answer. I, so I mean, I got. No, how, how about you? Let us know how you thought. What about it? You thought about it then? No, I. Uh, yeah, I, I never seen this movie. Obviously, it came out. Well, okay, it came out know, two years after I was born, but still. <laughs> so you so never seen this. There's a possibility, did, bro. I, James, like you said that that it kept playing on TV. I did see that it would play on TV, and I would become curious to see it, but I never. You're like I didn't start. It from actually, the got myself though. to watch it. <laughs> and it's not that not that I wasn't curious or anything because I my brother and I actually we really did watch or not watch but we played the board game a lot okay. with friends and stuff. It was actually one of the popular games that was on rotation. It was that one Monopoly? You know, Sorry, all those freaking and Russian old school games yeah, from the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> the mouse trap. <laughs> you think? Ah, <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, and it was a it was a fun game to play actually because it was kind of it was almost kind of creepy too because you're you know kind of suspecting each other trying to figure out oh, who did it who and done it so I was curious about the movie but yeah. at the same time I was like I don't want the movie to ruin the game for me though which is a weird thing to think about but you're I, like I saw that was one of my shit, reasonings shit, man. so yeah this was actually <laughs> my first time watching the movie <clears throat> that's and, awesome dude yeah that's that's my, that's my history. So I'll start with you though. What did you think about it overall? What did you like it? Did you not like it? Uh, it's, it's a yay. I really liked this this movie, 
And like you said, Tim Curry as Wadsworth, he fucking killed it. I mean, it's it's hard. This is like peak Tim Curry. Like, holy shit, Tim Curry yeah. in this movie, but it, right? It's, it's hard to watch a Tim Curry movie and just not think how fucking talented he is. Oh, yeah, dude. It, hands down. He, yeah, it, he's just in, an incredible actor, and he took command at, at every given moment. I, actually, I liked every single character. Like, they all really owned the persona and were really immersed into the characters and i bought it and i it it really felt like a live action play of the game and because i had experience it's so with strange the game, by the way that it's based on a board game and it works this well by the way yeah and the fact that they use like every because single again, weapon from the board game i was like yeah. that is fucking awesome i was gonna say because once again me and the bill have seen battleship so <laughs> we <Shit>. ask fuck <laughs> i'm curious don't ever watch that one then i'm scared i'm, uh, <laughs> I'm so damn scared <laughs> I, I but i i had a lot of fun with this movie i saw it with my brother because we both hadn't watched it and i was like dude, your I brother watch never it watched podcast. it either no fuck. i was like dude I, i'm glad I your brother watched it then bro i'm dude, glad your we brother both watched it too. loved it i gotta tell you a uh, piece of shit doc brown was great like at yeah. first <laughs> did I was you like, like that yeah, at at first, like everything that he was doing, everything I was kind of like cringing because I was like, "Man, this hasn't aged well." But then I realized the movie takes place in the fifties. It's nineteen fifty-six. Yeah, he's supposed to yeah. portray those like really like sleazy guys back then. They could just do whatever the fuck they wanted back then and stuff. And he did yeah. a great job. I, I'm just used to just watching him play Doc Brown. That mm-hmm. I it was weird to kind of just see him be a fucking sleazeball. You're like Chris Lloyd's not an asshole. Yeah, but he did done a lot of films. So until until he did Back <laughs> to the Future, he he was that kind of character. So yeah, and Martin uh, Martin Mull as Colonel Mustard, I think he did great too. Um, There's he was so just, many subtle jokes in this movie that, that that's yeah. what I'm telling you. Even rewatch this is probably like I'm not even kidding. Like my twentieth time watching, I'm like laughing at other things. I'm like huh, never noticed that before. <laughs> uh, who who played? Uh, what Mrs. Peacock, Eileen Brennan? Yeah, was she? She was she the? She was the madam, right? She's the P. She's the one with the stuff in her hair, man. She's the oh, that's right. wife. That's right. Oh, I was, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, there was one character I'm trying to remember who I thought was Susan Sarandon at first. Yeah, Miss Scarlet. By the way, yes. as a kid, I thought that was Susan Sarandon. I was because we, were, yeah, my brother so and I, were both like, "Oh, Susan Sarandon's in this. This is great." When we saw the credits, we're like, that "No, it was not Susan Leslie Sarandon." Leslie Ann Ward. No. Yeah, what well, very very odd double doppelganger. Do- but, she could have been like a cousin or some shit at this point. I'm like, yeah, is, that, is she related to her? But Michael McKean uh, was a splendid surprise because I'm a huge fan of his. He's incredible in Better Call Saul, and it's always nice to kind of see to go backwards and see what other stuff he's been in. Like this is Spinal Tap, and then this movie, <laughs> and he's always a really good actor to watch on screen as well too but yeah i liked all the characters everyone like i said was just uh very very much like who they were supposed to be I yeah liked it, if definitely. that makes sense uh what about you uh Nabil? i th- i mean i honestly thought it was great uh it was a great mystery and especially Did you the- not remember the movie then Nabil? specifically i, I remembered the uh the endings that okay. there were there yeah. were different endings, uh, and, and just really talking blazed. talking about endings. By the way, 
Did you know when it originally came out, like, it depended on the theater you went to to see what ending you saw? No, and I, I yeah. read up on that, and I thought that was a very smart thing to do. That's pretty ahead of its time, by the way. Yeah. yeah. I like that kind of shit, by the way. So, like, that people could have seen the movie. Kill. In, yeah. the, in this day and age, that would fucking kill. Yeah, because there's people yeah. like probably like us who be like, "Fuck, we have to see this thing three oh, times." Oh, people would pay money to go see it because yeah, we wouldn't know what the this. ending is. I'm like, I don't even know what the fucking. There's three fucking endings, dude. There's yeah. A, B, or C. So like, what do mm-hmm. we do? Like, I don't know. Each of us can go to one. And we'll figure <laughs> out which one is the best. But I think I think that's a really cool thing. Um, the whole mystery thing. The, each character was a character based off of the game, which was neat, mm-hmm. um, or at least loosely based in some instances. Uh, the the weapons that they used were the same murder weapons that they used from the game as well, and so you was like the candlestick. My God, yeah. They say <laughs> the little line "Who done it?" You know, and so yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. So Bill was twisting his mustache on. Like, yeah, <laughs> what a twist! <laughs> the twist is here. <laughs> the secret passages. The content. Did you like this? Dude, the, the secret passages are straight from the game too. By the way, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh my god, you can go through the goddamn You can actually make a video. <laughs> Who knew you could make a board game into a movie that actually had to do with the board game? It's crazy. Don't don't ask the producers of Battleship. <laughs> Sorry I keep bringing this up. It's just really bad. It's very yes. bad. It has nothing to do with anything, but that they have a battleship there. And they say, you suck my, my battleship. <laughs> when they said that, that single uh, tear, I was like, I should turn wow. this off. Wow. But it, great, it really is great. And you know what? I was surprised as an adult seeing it is how witty the banter is. Like the dialogue. Like John Lindis really did a really good job of just dialogue. There were so many subtle jokes not of, so of the many. time, but also just very modern, like highbrow jokes. And I, I, I sometimes I, can, I missed him. And my wife was sitting next to me and she's like laughing. I'm like, what did I miss? She explained. I'm like, I didn't even catch it. Like, it just, so you don't even think about it. And it just yeah. goes right by the you. The but they. They still hold up, though, because of how witty they are. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, wow, this is, like James said, like, it was really ahead of its time. Oh, the writing's great, man. The writing's awesome. I think the benefit of this movie, too, is that everybody works off of each other so fucking well, dude. Yeah. There's nobody off that you're like, ah, outside of, I mean, probably Mr. Body, just because, you know, he kind of disappears in the first (laughs) 10 minutes. Did you like his white shoes, by the way? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, let me go grab my bag. I was like, "What the fuck, dude?" Uh, I was man. like, "Okay, and that was fit all that in that little bag." But it's Tim crazy. Curry r- works off of every single he character, does. which is awesome. And it, it, the stuff he says to people, I can I can almost quote his stuff word for word because I've seen this movie so many times. I love that monkey brain soup. Monkey brain soup is not a delicacy. Find in this area, Mrs. And, and Peacock, he, and he gets a chance at the very end to just go. Full Tim Curry with the oh, he describing goes, it dude, running back when and forth. He does, the, that is what I was going to get to. I love the sequences where he's explaining how everything happened. Yeah. And it yes. has that fast paced music and it's like, duh, 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 and they're going to the next room. And then, oh, how'd he do this? Oh, because he went back here. Oh, there's a secret passage. And it's just like, holy shit. And man, he's running is- everything. And yes. He's like it, imitating like how it was done. And he's using them as props. It's yeah, it's great. It's great, dude. That's why you, uh, this was one of the first Tim Curry things I'd ever seen when I was a kid, right? So whenever people made, you know, I, I obviously Rocky Horror is probably one of his bigger ones too. Yeah, and of course Congo. So I mean, come on, it's the best. Come on, gets his Bro. eyes crushed out. Fucking Hunt for October, man. He's oh yeah, man. fuck, I forgot he's in that one too. He's in yeah, that. but dude. whenever I think of Tim Curry, I always think of his uh, portrayal as Wadsworth in Clue because as a kid, that was the biggest thing to me. So. Oh, if you guys are asking, obviously I love the movie. It's held up great, I think, and it's yeah. one of those movies. But not just because of all the nostalgia, it reminds me of 
simpler times. But it's <laughs> it's a great movie. This is a, a a movie that I think everybody should watch. And if you've yeah. never seen Clue, like do yourself a favor and rent this shit or see it. I think uh, it's on Amazon it's on Prime. Prime. We watched yeah, it on Prime. So yeah. Yeah, you got nothing to do right now. It's, we're all about to go on quarantine again, so fucking watch it. Yeah, so with the endings, there's three of them here. We have the Miss Scarlet ending, the Mrs. Peacock ending, and the quote-unquote real ending. Um, I was going to tell you guys, between the three, so obviously I guess the true ending is the real ending, right? right? So once again, spoilers here. So if you haven't seen the movie, I don't want to spoil this. Go ahead and not listen to the rest of this and just listen to Greyhound in a couple minutes. Because I'd recommend not. Although it doesn't really take away from anything, just to let you know. But like we said, for all the other movies, they've been out for 35, 35 years? Holy fuck, dude. Yeah. This movie came out 35 years ago? Fuck. fuck. I'm doing the math. <laughs> Marco, Marco just realized, he's like, Marco's like, oh no. I'm old as shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> the days ain't getting shorter. I'm well, just getting slower. I know slower. a bottle of whiskey that's going to disappear tonight. Well, thanks for putting me back in the depression. Uh, so I think the Miss Scarlet one could have happened, by the way. So basically, Miss Scarlet has it where Yvette's killing everybody, and she's everyone's blackmailing each other. That's the one that could probably have worked. Mrs. Peacock one, there's no way, I think. That's like no, the, fun, I think that's that's the, the one that funny was ending. It'll plausible, yeah. yeah. Could you see Mrs. Uh, Peacock running down the hall to go kill the one guy? Well, not even Fuck that, though. No. Even like Tim Fuck Curry's, no. you know, as Wadsworth's <laughs> the whole ending, he's like, well, it doesn't even matter. Like the whole lying about stacking yeah. the bodies in the back. I was like, mm. I mean, when, when they were showing like the the one scene with the black gloves and and the noose, like I assumed it was her. To Who, Mrs. With. Peacock? No, 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 Miss Scarlet. Oh, for the first. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah go, Miss Scarlet, because uh, when we're going back to that, she That's would a, be yeah, believable yeah, yeah. because uh, the fact that she was just kind of like mischievous and just kind, kind of, like, of on every, hella yeah. sus in the background. Hella yeah. sus. She's like, oh no, how do you do that? <laughs> I love how when she tells the uh, Walter, like, who are you? Like, <laughs> like how are you figuring this stuff out? And he's like, I know a friend that owns this place, blah, blah, blah. So the real ending, though, I like how you find out that everybody outside of Mr. Green, basically, is a piece of shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, actually, everyone's the fucking Everybody's killer. got a motive. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone yeah, did this, and it turns out Wadsworth is Mr. Body, which I think a lot of people probably figure out ahead of time. Yeah. How the I'm fuck like, does he nah. know all this shit, man? There's no way that body would give his butler like that much access and that much power. And, that and he's sales. so like, mysterious in the beginning, by the way. And it's just like, does he know this is going on or what the fuck's going he, on? Dude? And he's the one that's naming all the secrets that that he knows about everyone yeah. and not body. Body's just there, just shaking his head. And yeah, yeah. Well, let me put my white shoes on. <laughs> it's like the Bill in the dark room smoking a cigarette, you know. And you can just hear him twisting Jeez. the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> This is for you, boys. Yeah, but yeah, that it, it's almost like just like in the board game where like anyone can kill anyone, mm-hmm. and you just kind of like it's you're a trying mystery. to be secretive of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, it, I don't it, know. It gave it more of that that board game feel to it. And it I worked. like that. There's options though. That's why I'm saying the three options. Yeah. Uh, if you have the actual DVD or Blu-ray, you can actually play it with uh, a random ending, so you don't have to watch all oh, three. That's cool. So I think that's pretty cool. So if you were to show it to someone, like, hey, check this out. So that's, I think that's a wow. cool feature. That Once like again, a game. yeah, just fun. It's just like it's a really fun film, and uh, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it, man. I know Marco first time to Bill. He hadn't seen it in a really long time, so that's pretty cool. I mean, it's funny because I was gonna watch this one anyway because I saw that it was on the Voodoo, and I was like, 
you know what? I really need to watch this movie. I got to see why fucking James is all over this movie. And it turned out to be part of the segment. So look at that. Yeah. So now you watch it during Christmas time, bro. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Say what? Good time. So guys, there. The one thing here I do want to bring up. They are, they're supposed to have a reboot here, by the way. Yes. Uh, it's been announced a long time ago, but they finally just locked in the director this year. It's going to be James Bobin, who did The Muppets in 2011. Alice Through the Looking Glass in 2016 and Dora and the Lost City of Gold last year. Uh, it was originally going to be directed by Jason Bateman, but now he's just going to star in it uh, with Ryan Reynolds. Apparently, I think Ryan Reynolds is supposed to be like the Wadsworth of the group. What do you guys think about that? Uh, I would probably think Jason Bateman would be a better Wadsworth between the really? two. Really? I think Ryan Reynolds has the the amount of... What am I trying to say? Excitement or fucking he could he yeah, can do I, all this kind of he you need to be at like an he would eleven. Have the wit. You know what I mean? Yeah, also, but I think he'd yeah. be good as a Professor Plum though too. Oh, I hope. Playing I mean, I hope, back. dude. They've yeah. only they haven't announced anything they're doing, so I hope they all play like some weird ass people. And, and Bateman would do good as Mister Green. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the unsuspecting uh, guy. Like, guess what? Actually, blah blah blah, motherfucker. Especially since yes, yeah, he's been playing like a lot of like wild characters. Yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't played just like a normal. I think if it's if it would work if they have an all star cast of just like really big name actors playing things, even though it's a smaller role for people. I think that'd be fun. I think it could work. It's 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 got to be done right. It's been thirty five years, so yeah. And Jason (laughs) Bateman coming off of doing Game Night, I think that works. Which is almost kind of like a clue esque kind of simple thing, right? Similar to that. So that's why I'm saying it kind of works. Like I, I wouldn't mind seeing it. I think it actually. I mean, I love the original, but at this point, we're almost at 40 years past the thing. Like, hey, this is when you can do a reboot. Don't be doing them fucking 10 years later, kind of thing. You know? Yeah. But I mean, the original's just so good. I just, I'm kind of like, I'm interested, but I'm also kind of scared because I'm like, don't ruin it. And I think for James Bobin pretty solid outside of Alice through Looking Glass, I guess. It's it's um, gonna be the writing that's everything though. They've yeah, gotta make sure they're yeah, yeah. good writers. And if if that's the case and if they have the same kind of a kind of a banter with each other, I think it would work out. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously guys, we'd recommend it. Check it out. It's streaming on Amazon Prime. Um it's definitely a much easier watch than um, the never ending story. But um, so <laughs> well, maybe not watching, never ending um, story too though. So you know, give take it a just take take yeah. your pick of either one of these. I'll probably be posting about what you guys think of our picks for this. Segment. Yeah, what did you guys like the most? Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, by the way, we all chose '80s films. By the way, we did. Look at that. Yeah, 1989's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Whatever years, never ending story. Sorry, 1984 or 1985's Clue. Anyway, so let's get into our movie review now of Greyhound. Congratulations on your first command at last. I'll always be looking for you, Evie. Even if I'm a thousand miles away. Air escort to Greyhound. You will now be out of range of air cover for the next five days. How many crossings does this make? This is my first. I got some. Most likely you both. He's trying to slip under us! Fire! We have a kill. Distress rocket, sir. 
We have hits directly on the convoy. The wolf bag's haunting us. You both starboard bound! We've lost seven ships and 50 souls. What you did yesterday got us to today. It's not enough. So the IMDb description of Greyhound is early in World War II, an inexperienced U.S. Navy captain must lead an allied convoy being stalked by Nazi U-boat wolf packs. This is uh, directed by Aaron Schneider, who doesn't have a lot under his um, his filmography, guys. I found uh, that he did that 2009 film, Get Low, uh, where they uh, it was actually supposed it's it's a it's a pretty highly rated film. Uh, oh, Charles, I see. With Robert Duvall Bill and Murray. Bill Murray, and it's yeah, about a guy's. It's about 1930s hermits where they talk about like having their own funeral party when they're still alive. It got really good reviews back in 2009. So, he hasn't done much then. He's done some TV shows and such. Uh, this was written by Tom Hanks, whose previous credits he's written uh, That Thing You Do in 1996 and Larry Crown in 2011. And this is based on a novel. So this is not based on a. It's based on true events, but not on a specific event. But uh, based on a novel by C.S. Forster called The Good Shepherd. Uh, the stars Tom Hanks as Captain Krauss, Stephen Graham as Charlie Cole, and Elizabeth Shue as Evelyn. Look at that. Elizabeth Shue popping up again. Uh, so, yay or nay, guys? Just, uh, did you like it or not? Uh, start with you, Marco. Uh, yay. I liked it. I enjoyed it. It wasn't... It it wasn't great. It wasn't, like, mind-blowing, but yeah. it was still it was still decent, and... It still had a lot of originality to it, which I'll talk about a little bit later on as we dissect the movie some more. Yeah. But uh, it's still like an enjoyable war movie. I mean, if you like war, quote unquote, history, historic movies, then uh, you'll enjoy this one. I'd say it does the job of uh, like igniting like patriotism and you're like, you know what? I'm proud of these guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. not just that, but just kind of showing, like, the awfulness of war, too, and, like, what, like, traumatic stuff, like, these people go through and stuff, especially, like, at sea where you're all alone and you're just yeah. basically, you have to work as a team supporting each other because, like, there is no support for days on end. I mean, nowadays, more modern, probably, like, for hours, but still... Like the fact that you have to like really rely on each other and trust each other, mm-hmm. it it just shows that it it can be like quite a stressful situation. In that, um, I kept having to compare it. I tried not to compare it to other movies like Hunt for October. Uh, oh or, yeah, I, I did or the same stuff thing. like that. Yeah. but it, but it was hard not to, you know. Yeah. But still, like this is definitely like a a different um, subgenre of that, and it's 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 its own thing, and it's still it still worked for me. So yeah. yeah. I like what about it. you? Uh, what about you, Dumbo? Is there like a meh category? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. You know, I didn't hate I'm the film. Cats. Yeah, I know, right? Um, but I didn't. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't think it was that great either. It was, I'm more kind of in the middle of it. That. Like kind of like you were saying, Marco, you try not to compare it, but they're just and these aren't necessarily naval films or more. You know, there's a difference between like submarine films versus like naval warship films. You know, like yeah. Battleship versus Hunt for Red October, two different films, right? Oh, <laughs> but, definitely. One's an alien movie, right? But you know, there's like U five seven one two that that was out and Dust just Boot. the way Dust Boot. You know, just the way that 
the tension was built in those films versus under siege oh wait (laughs) 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 i'm a cook (laughs) speed two um yeah that's a cruise ship (laughs) (laughs) we just talking about boats now the perfect storm what are we we doing here guys Yeah. <laughs> the the film has its moments um, that I did like, especially near the end. It's some really good stuff. But yeah, I think I think part of it is that this film was very tight. It was like an hour and a half, which usually is a good thing. But I I feel like that kind of hurt it a little bit. We could talk about that. But I was kind of in the middle of it. Okay, I'm, I'm I'll go with that. I liked it. I actually liked the film quite a bit. Um, it's not perfect, very far from it. But I think for what it's trying to tell you, I liked the hour and a half. Um, line like it gets straight to the point if anything there's you know there's the side um, story with uh cross and evelyn that doesn't really need to be in the movie yeah nope. but i guess it adds a little bit of humanity like he has something to fight for and but they barely touch on it so i'm like i don't know if that's it's just at the opening of the film and then near the end where he's thinking about it right yeah, I'm so yeah. and it's like oh wherever there's i no am no resolution to that no all. not really which was weird i was like we could have just jumped right because they get right into it man the first they 10 do. minutes yeah. are blowing up a fucking sub i'm like holy shit dude and I liked, they do a good job in this movie of creating the tension, especially near the end of Bill. I'd agree with that. Uh, I actually, like, was like, come on, get this fucking guy at the end, you know? Because it's getting, like, it's one of those things where it's like a fucking, what, what am I trying to compare this to? You ever just, like, circled around the drain on something and, like, damn, I just got to nail this fucking thing. Like, playing yeah. darts or some shit. And then yeah, it's kind of like that. And I, I think that does a good job. I try not to... Compare it to other things as well, but um, I will give it this much is that it's pretty realistic from what my dad was telling me of the ship commands that are being told. Um, so especially the back and forths and the communications, I, I liked that they're we're trying to play it as realistic as possible with that kind of a situation. So that was interesting. It's not, But once again, that's not always the most interesting thing to watch, I would say. Because, you know, if he says fucking uh, I, right, right, or one more time, I'm going to be like, blow my fucking brains out. I'm like, I get it. Bro. Yeah, but it, it, it goes over the redundancies that they have to go through. Yeah, and exactly. It, it no, no, no. Until, like, they're, they're training yeah. that, like, these guys trained for this and they, they have to be on point. Like, there's that one scene where, where the guy, like, sneezes and he's unable to repeat the command. And then they tell him, you do that again, you're relieved from duty. And it shows just how on point they have to be because that could be so that could be your life right there basically yeah and i did i did like that i liked how it showed like how intricate the command system worked on a ship because you, you hear about it but to see it played out like that i and thought that's that's what are, i will those are the things i yeah, really liked about the i movie. know i did like it and i mean i've truthfully never seen that in like a world war ii movie that's why they usually kind of uh, gloss over that stuff. They don't really show you, like, hey, this is all the shit that goes into all this stuff. Like, okay. The only other time I really saw that was in Dunkirk, but with the pilots. That was the only time I had oh, yeah, ever yeah, actually yeah, seen yeah. that. Where they actually go yeah. through the, the, the checklist of all the shit that they do, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good good comparison. Um, So, I mean, that's... I mean, like I said, it might not be the most interesting to see, but I did like that they're being as realistic with it. Uh, I thought the effects were really well done. I don't know. Yes. Was it all on a uh, like a stage? How did they film this? So. No, yeah. they actually, parts of it were filmed on a decommissioned Canadian ship. Oh, really? And okay. also a Royal Navy ship Okay, because well, I thought... They, 
that obviously a lot of the budget went into the effects because I was like, yeah, so, shit, dude. some of like the in, insides and stuff like that were they used like a nine to twelve man camera crew oh, wow. to film like all the angles inside the ship and um, okay. They teamed up with uh, with Canada and I think the Royal Navy as well in order to get those shots and get the realism of the ship. Yeah. Movements. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Well, shit. Because um, for the most part, I was like, man, this looks pretty damn good, dude. A lot of the times, yeah. like the action. I'd say, I mean, like Nabil said, it's only an hour and a half. Like literally, it's only an hour and a half. So it and was it is- one of the shorter films we've seen pretty thrilling too like the the whole wolf pack of u-boats hunting them down it oh, was the cre- bill on the, the, the sound effect uh, that they used for the u-boats was creepy yeah it's like a the wolf sound thing they made or are you talking about when they got on the fucking <laughs> or no that wasn't that, had, that, that, that actually <laughs> <laughs> hi there sailors i got no. you all boys watch out i was like the bill <laughs> <laughs> Twisting the mustache oh, again over the comms? <laughs> no, I uh, actually watched this one with my mom, and she was at like at first they started creepy, and then like the last one that they did, she started to chuckle. She was like, "Oh man, they don't stop." And I was like, "No, they're trying to scare them." Boom. Yeah, I like that. But too. no, the the sound effect that they used on the U boats um, as they're diving and they're underwater and stuff mm-hmm. is kind of giving them kind of like a, a mer- like like a marine mammalish type, of, almost like uh, a creature. Right yeah, now. yeah. Almost like an like an apex predator, I guess. Yeah. Like an I orca. Mean, that works. There we go. And it shows you throughout the film that um, you know the new captain played by Tom Hanks is not experienced because when they're trying to first take out the first sub, they kind of use too much supplies and equipment. And when yeah, he's the, just chucking them. I'm like, Ooh, bro, save some of those death charges, bro. And then by the second one, they get you confused. don't get a reset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't get a reset on this one, bro. You know, go back to base to refuel. Okay, cool. Uh, and then in the second sub, it shoots off a decoy where they definitely blow too much of a load, if you know what I mean, on that yeah. one. Yeah. And it's kind of shows it. But I, I think that those are the sequences where I, I probably wanted a little bit more out of Tom Hanks on those sequences, if that makes sense. Like I didn't Yeah, feel... to kind of show his, his learning curve. Yeah, I didn't feel like there was a lot of... I mean, don't get me wrong. The boats are blowing up, right? And, I mean, a lot blow up. It's like, holy shit, dude. But it, I never felt like they were at stake or danger too well, bad. That's, Does that make sense? That's kind of why I feel th- that's why I'm a bit conflicted on the film. Yeah. Because I feel that that wasn't being portrayed as well as it should have. Because mm-hmm. what I feel like they were trying to show was because of his inexperience. And you could see that he was hurting because people died. Yeah. ships that he couldn't help. You know, so he... He knew that he messed up, and even had the guilt over him the next day when he was talking to his captain. Because they were running so low, that's why. And the no right. cap charges left. It, and all it shit, couldn't. So. It couldn't sustain the tension. Yeah, at parts and, like. And I think that's where my issue is that it, there there are definitely again I shouldn't mm-hmm. be comparing it, but there just are other films that do a much better job of holding that tension throughout, and yes. you can still feel that. It does do, and maybe that's that was intentional because he as he 
you know, the, over the, the two days or so, uh, or three days, he's growing in experience that things become more tense and the stakes do feel higher, especially once you hit the, the halfway mark of the film and you get into like latter part of the second act into the third, things just feel more tense. I watched the film twice because I was like, maybe it's Jesus. just me because I like these kind of films and I wanted yeah, to really mm-hmm. get a film. And, you know, yeah. it, it's just shorter so I there, could go through it. There were, there were three but, opportunities. There was, there was when they got shot, when they got dinged, and when the radar was malfunctioning and they yeah. could have used either one or all three to kind of raise the stakes a little bit, but it fell kind of flat. Like it, it worked at first yeah. for that initial scene. But then they sort of like don't go back to that. Right. And I felt kind of chiming in on what, what you're saying to Bill, it at one point the, the climax didn't really do it for me. I felt everything else was good. And I wish it just I wish it was of, a little more epic near that end, right? Is that where you're yeah, getting to? Like again, it's hard not to compare it to other movies, but going back to like Dunkirk, like Dunkirk has that climactic moment and it's yeah. not even that much, but it is such a moment that gives you this uplifted feeling. And that that's the one mark that the movie missed, and I felt like maybe just adding five, ten more minutes to the movie would have helped for them to to like to do that. Yeah, that's my agree. opinion. I agree with with like what James you're saying is is they're trying to make it more realistic, and I'm all about yeah. it. Like I yeah. like the idea that they were doing that because honestly, like especially how it ends, and you know we we reiterate it's spoiler, but there isn't really isn't much to talk about. There's not much to spoil. That's why I didn't put a spoiler on yeah. this one. It's like, but oh, um, guess who won? You the know, war? yeah, <laughs> exactly. At the very <laughs> end, though, you know, he's saying, "Well, I can stay on longer for another what fifty six hours of fuel. He could do something." And they try to dismiss him and say, "No, we're going to have you go back home, um, yeah, well, to London." Yeah. yeah. So. So that's kind of the life of being a military, right? Military man or woman that you're you're in there and you're on to the next job. Like you've yeah. done what you needed to do, move and on. I think, and that seems what it was. And I think that's like I, going back to what I said earlier. I it's it's cool to see that it's probably this is the most realistic look at it. Like we yeah. all want to see that huge explosion and people going crazy and you know the intense, but there. I feel like they tried to play it off more realistic, and that's kind of why it's like that. And it's like, yeah. you want right. to see that Hollywood ending where he's like, I'm going to bring these guys all the fucking way myself. Like, no, dude, go bring those fucking two ships back, dude. Yeah, exactly. Going, like, going back fuck, to, you know? like, you know, winning the war and everything like that, I like how it yeah. showed that it was a true allied effort. They had ships from mm-hmm. Canada, uh, right, from, all over from Canada, from UK. London, from, yeah. all, from all their... Um, from all their allies, and it was a convoy that was mixed of all that, and everybody mm-hmm. helping each other out and saying, "Hey, we got you here." It's like, "Hey, you got someone on your tail," or "Hey, we're gonna back up our friends. Let's go." And I liked how it gave that dilemma to yeah. uh, Captain Krause, where two of his buddies were in trouble, and he had to pick and choose which one he was gonna he was gonna save. It's like either save these people or go assist the ship, and it's like, "Well, fuck, everyone's yeah. dying right now, dude." So, and um, that's what I'm saying. It's just. I do like that ending sequence where you see looks out and the troops and the transport are cheering the ship on because yeah understand. I see like yeah. I like the scene but uh, again I I go back and feel like I should have felt a bigger impact to that and I was like I don't know how much of an impact I really feel from yeah, it compared bro, to you just you just got to see it in 4K next time and it will hit you harder oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> that's really that's what Dolby really Vision if you had that the Dolby yeah. Vision is 7.2 you just, your pants sure are gonna come off the themselves. <laughs> I will say uh, the sound on this thing is was really nice. That was very. Um, yes. Mark yeah, and I had talked about it. If this was in, th- this was originally supposed to come out in theaters. Uh, this would have been one of those like uh, demo worthy fucking like movies to watch, like sound wise. Because we, I watched yeah. it downstairs with my dad, so we have the proper surround sound setup down there. We have the seven point two setup, and 
we played it super loud and it it sounded really good so props to uh the the sound mixing on that one boys Ooh, good oscars time. have taught me a few things <laughs> like that nudge, nudge. like when the bullets go through the um the main deck it sounded like it, i was like oh shit and i was like damn that sounded yeah good. i was like oh my ricocheted god ricocheted off the boat i was like am i on the boat right now <laughs> <laughs> what's going on here or where they're just uh laying flak fire oh yeah subs and just when that one comes too close they're like we can't pumping. get it and i was like damn this sounds fucking great which by the way i i read that technically they could have gotten it there's a maneuver that they do where they like do the full like they call a full rudder or some shit like that trying to bend lists, the ship down toward it I guess. yeah it lists the 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 boat so that the guns can actually hit it and it was a tactic that was used damn in my World boy marco was doing extra work for you guys on this one he's <laughs> like yeah, i have to that, find man. out the movie just in pod man just in case i'm Drop the captain out. of a boat one day i'm the captain <laughs> now. but i mean obviously they they took that out because he wasn't an experienced no, captain he wouldn't he have probably known, wouldn't have yeah. known that maneuver or and they were just trying to take that shit down yeah they were just trying to take it down too like let's get it down yeah his feet were all bleeding and shit. I was like, damn, I feel bad for this guy. Yeah. So Man, but I fucking cheered when they got the subs. I was like, yes. Oh, that last one, too. I'm fucking like, destroy those fucking, fucking Nazis, man. Those fucking assholes with the fucking taunting him the whole time, too. Yeah. And I was like, dang. Also, I... I See, that's, a... that's the one... When, when they actually got the wolf, I was like... Which, spoiler, <laughs> sorry. Like, I mean, I was what like, did you think was going to happen, guys? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, I wanted that moment to be... A little, a little more, more epic. powerful because of how much he was taunting them and how he was picking the convoy one by one, just knocking out their supplies. But going off the Bill's thing, though, is that just kind of building on, like, this is kind of how it is. Like, you, you, you got to yeah. keep moving on to the next thing because, I mean, they took that out. There's still another sub. They're like, hey, we got to move yeah. on to the next one. Should have so, been yeah. like, I'm the alpha now. Yeah, he calls him on the comms, <laughs> but he's not. that's not his character, though, you know? So I was like, okay. Yeah. I guess he's just like, fuck this guy. So... The mission and, was important. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing is the mission and trying to get people yeah. out there. And yeah, um, they do a good job of showing that, though. I'd say for the most part, and um, it's a different kind of film. I'd say I would still recommend it overall. Like I, I still enjoyed it, and especially if you like Tom Hanks, this is not going to make you not not like Tom Hanks. Yeah, and Fifth I feel time like he's played a he captain, by the way. In this film. I feel like Tom Hanks at this point in his life does move. He only does movies that he's genuinely interested in just doing and this definitely feels like one where he's like i'm gonna write this and but he's always been fun if if you ever read up on i I know you guys know this but if you ever read up anything on on his history he's a big world war ii buff so oh really i had no idea he's got a lot of executive producer brothers but okay yeah yeah a lot of shows and obviously he wrote this so he's he's uh anything world war ii i think you're gonna see him in nice uh what would you what do you guys think though overall recommendation i would yeah, I would recommend it. Sign up I mean, for Apple TV Plus, seven day trial, right, Marco? Or what is it? <laughs> if you have Verizon, <laughs> it's free. Seven day? I don't fucking know. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. I'm on that seven day trial, baby. I already got it on my phone to cancel on Wednesday, so right. <laughs> I mean, it's only like five ninety nine for Apple TV Plus. So four ninety nine. You might be right. Bucks. It is four ninety nine. I don't know. I got so, it free because I bought a phone, so. Yeah, so you can get it. I mean, they didn't offer. Oh man, maybe they did offer it for me for free, and I said no. Anyway, you can watch it for free for those seven days, or even if you do get charged, it's like a fucking five day. That's $5 less than rental. a movie ticket, by the way. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. even if you had to pay five bucks, check it out. I think it's worth. We it. pay twenty dollars to, to see a movie. Normally. Rent. 
Are we paid twenty for the king of Staten Island? Island okay, yeah. yeah. So, so four ninety nine, five ninety nine, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, I think it's a decent enough movie to to rent or to watch, especially if you want to I see like a new movie. Like you haven't seen this yet. This is a twenty twenty yeah, film. New, this is supposed to be in theaters. Have fun. What about you, Nabil? Yeah, I mean, I. Do I think it's a bad movie? No. Do I think um, everybody's going to enjoy it? No. I think it's got its redeemable parts. If you like war films, if you're interested in history, great film to watch. Um, like you guys said, the the effects are good. The sound is good. Tom Hanks is great. So there's nothing inherently wrong with the film. It's not like a wow movie to me. But for as far as a lot of other war films that I've seen, I can recommend better ones. But... Uh, especially for something new that's out, it's 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 a little different. If you kind of like, I guess if you, if you like Dunkirk, especially this would be. It's not as epic as Dunkirk, but it's a kind of a uh, in that kind of guys, you know. But oh, yeah, much so, more serious. Here, so as I was gonna say, like Dun- Dunkirk for me is definitely like way up in the echelon yeah. for me than this one. But like, I mean, like James, excuse me, like James was saying, like what else are you gonna watch right now? It's it's brand new. It's a, I think I, it's worth Dunkirk. Dunkirk. You can How watch about Dunkirk. This, do you do you think? <laughs> Do you think it's worth the rent? Yeah, actually, I do. I think watching it at Apple Plus because I haven't watched. I, I have Apple Plus for just like you, James. You I got it for free for the phone. Yeah. So um, I haven't watched too many things. I watched a couple of things. They're like okay, but this I feel like has been so far a good value for what I've seen. You know, but you cancel into those seven days. And you <laughs> you free. No, and I'm sure based <laughs> off. Of, I mean, I saw it in 1080p, but I feel that. The higher quality, just visually. I mean, really you know, we always joke about that, but it, it does but that look visuals good. look really good. Though. It's in if you have the option, it's in 4K Dolby Vision. It looks very good. Like, just to let you know. So yeah. that's all we're saying. Yes. But uh, for the most part, I mean, it's it's probably one of the better things out on Apple TV Plus. This uh, they have a few exclusive films. Like I talked about the Banker last time. Not a bad watch yeah. either. So it's it's worth a watch. But um, uh, yeah, I. I would say it's worth it. It's less than a cup of coffee. Look at it that way, too, if you want to think about it. Uh, and then check out their TV shows if you're at it, too. T- take benefit of it. Apple's doesn't have the most things, but they're, they've got some quality shows, I'd say, They too. do have some quality. They definitely have. they got some money. I, and maybe because so. they're newer, but they don't have a lot of junk on there. A lot of the stuff you'll see Which is nice, has good production value. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that is the end of the pod, guys. That was podcast number 77. Thank you guys for listening, uh, feedback, response, and reviews. Just a heads up as well. Marco announced it on his camera, but we have over 800 followers now on the socials, which is awesome. Thank you, Marco, for getting rid of all the bots and um, fake following all these people and unfollowing them right afterwards. I love it. (laughs) Um, So tell them how they can reach us, Marco. Uh, Check us out on Facebook, (laughs) Instagram, or Twitter. At Movie Pals Pod, keep on responding. We love all your responses to our questions or to our posts. It's been great uh, chatting it up with some of y'all. And please leave a comment. Don't be afraid. Let us know your opinion. Let us know what you want to hear less, what you want to hear more. Also, if you use Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, or iHeartRadio, hit the subscribe button and you'll never miss an episode. And please... Please leave us a review. I know, yeah. Hey, we're enough. at 4.5 on iTunes, goddammit. Who the fuck rated us under 5? <laughs> someone, <laughs> so somebody boosted someone rated us one up. star. Somebody I, did hey. rate us one star. I'm like, yeah. these fucking sons of bitches. <laughs> hey, you know what? We get the good, we get the bad. 
But hey, leave us some feedback at least. Let us know like what it is you want to change. Yeah. I mean, I didn't read the review. It probably said these guys fucking suck. I don't know. I, um, no, it, it's not. They didn't write a review. They just rated it. So someone just did one. I'm assuming no. somebody fat fingered that one and meant to do five. So I'll give you Hopefully. double check right now. And just <laughs> give us that nice cinco, please. Tell your friend to leave us a review. Just say awesome. Hey, recommend. if your parents have Don't a phone recommend. too, grab their phone and just go right onto the just rate that shit. <laughs> we'll make and it also simple. Hit, yeah, hit the subscribe button too, just so that we, we're we're set up on there already. Just we, we, we'll make it very simple. We always ask ourselves yay or nay. Just write yay or nay. That's it. You be like yay. I love these yeah. dudes. Yeah. All right, guys. So tune in next time for episode seventy-eight. We're going to be actually doing uh, a review on the new Hulu exclusive film, Palm Springs. And we're also going to be doing, uh, bringing back our Studio Ghibli Fest since we stopped for a while, since uh, the bill moved and we couldn't let him borrow the DVD anymore. So we're going to be watching <laughs> uh, the 1995 Studio Ghibli film, Whisper of the Heart. So thank we're going to start back HBO on Max. Yeah, uh, thankfully, HBO Max got them all. So. Until then, though, guys, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. Have a good one.